Yo, it's Julian on the Brown Note and a review of the Smile Wall of Eyes, my fastest ever turnaround on reviewing an album. Um, the Smile are a completely pointless endeavour. Um, I just don't know why they didn't just bring in the um, drummer Tom Skinner into Radiohead. I mean, the the I said when I reviewed their first album, A Light for Attracting Attention, a highlight from last year or the year before. I think it was last year. I don't know now. Um, that it, it, it sounded like Radiohead making a much better version of The King of Limbs, which is probably their worst studio album since Pablo Honey. But that sort of thing, it's so analogously close to Radiohead and all they've got is one member that isn't Radiohead. So I just don't understand why they don't make these Radiohead albums. Because they would fit as Radiohead albums. There's such a narrow gap. Now, and it's Tom York and Johnny Greenwood. Now, I did a piece on Pitchfork magazine and it got a lot of attention for me, uh, Billy, two views. And I want to make an amendment to one of the things I said, which was that if you want to get best new music from Pitchfork and you're a white indie boy band, you have to have a female lead singer like Big Thief or Dry Cleaning. I would amend that to say you have to have a female lead singer or be Tom York. Uh, it's interesting that they've never let their love affair go. Although if for their current crop of Pitchfork journalists continued, I'm sure in five years' time they'll be rescoring all the Radiohead albums and maintaining that Catatonia and Sleeper were the real heroes of 90s music. Um, so their sec I, I gave it a, um, a light for attracting attention. Their first album came out in 2022, so it was two years ago. And I gave it a very strong review. I was behind the universal acclaim for it. The only problems I had... I thought that the second half was far stronger than the first and it was quite episodic in that it sounded like individual tracks put together in a compilation more than a cohesive album, which I thought the second half of it was much better at. I listened to it again recently and I'm, I would say that my appreciation for it has grown a bit. So a, a very, very good album. I think if I'm talking about the um, episodic nature of the first album and not cohesively gelling as an album as much as it could all the way through then i think this album wall of eyes their second has actually answered both those uh quite conclusively so um the it opens with wall of eyes the title track uh, acoustic strum got um one of the sonic motifs throughout this album which is quite appealing is um it's got this sort of cavernous and warm bassy feel when it comes to drums and bass which makes the makes the project feel quite warm and inviting for some reason um more almost sort of the the same way that a, a moonshaped pool is quite woolly and inviting um and the vocals don't feel right uh, eerie synths going on and another of the the points on the album is the the often relationship to kraut rock particularly on this track can and the tropicalia of future days i felt um, th this is an album where it's not really as much about individual tracks standing out like the previous one, but more about the cohesive whole of the whole album. The second one, uh, again, follows on with a sort of jazzy sway, teleharmonic, uh, almost into sort of Balearic House sort of zone, I found myself. Um, the only other track that I sort of thought was analogous to it was the live version of Everything in Its Right Place. 
um, and, and very um, rhythmic, complex, complex rhythms and bass. So obviously, this is a, a, a dream project for someone as nerdy as Johnny Greenwood. Uh, he's read the room. He's got this most angular guitar moment. Um, it's the most Johnny album, I think, out of all of the Radiohead and uh, Analogous albums. Also, i written down here Cashmere. i got a bit of a Cashmere drive. It's also got New, the um, Krautrock Legends, which is supposed to be pronounced Noi, but I always pronounce New because Noi sounds weird. Uh, New from Krautrock, uh, that's definitely a vibe. And also, uh, again on this album, the more guitar-centric tracks off of Kid A. Um, and Tom York's voice is always blended in very well here. It's... Um, it's not completely in the background or foreground throughout. Um, it is almost an instrument more than anything else. Under the Pillows, maybe the high point of the album at this stage. Um, Johnny can be a little bit um, close sometimes when he's doing his wiggly stuff to Red Hot Chili Peppers, Can't Stop. Uh, and that's what I immediately thought of there. It's a bit more urgent uh, and the most can sounding, another Krautrock legend. Um, that's definitely what came from that midsection. And even the Falls LA track from This Nation Saving Grace. Um, friend of a friend's a lot more sort of whimsical <coughs> in the um, verses, but then really sort of uh, gets into this darker sort of almost like pyramid song um, choruses. Uh, I guess... I don't know what I've written down there. I quoted a lyric, but I've actually can't read my own handwriting, sadly. Guess I believe in an. It looks like anal. I don't think that's right. Um, I quit. It's got a really strobing soundstage. Very interesting. Um, in in some universities, are all versions of the same song, and that's not um, to criticise the album at all. It's actually. Uh, like everything is made out of fragmented out of the same sort of color palette or same sort of you know this the same core elements just used in different ways so i think that's a shows how cohesive this album is um tommy in this one almost uh, reminded me of how to disappear completely one of their most beautiful one of his most beautiful vocals uh, and as an album, it's you know as an art rock project it's never austere or challenging in that way i found it very immediate um, I found it really did reach out straight away. I did mention that about the Feather Ray project last year, which is my third best album of the year, about how I'd found her previous solo albums not to be that appealing um, because they were harder to love. Um, you could admire the artistry, but I found that Radical Romantics was just immediate. It just grabbed me straight away. And I think this is quite an immediate album for an art rock project. Um the track Bending Heretic is the one thing that I really get annoyed about Radiohead is why don't they do tracks like Bending Heretic more? A near nine minute freak out, you know, uh, an epic song, um, something that absolutely wigs out. Why don't we get that more from them? So it's the centerpiece of the album. Um, it's got sort of like a dreamy Fleetwood Mac albatross uh, instrumental vibe going on at the start. For a few minutes before rising up, um, it's the it's and when it starts going through this string rise, it reminded me of the astonishing 
track Love by Mika Levy, which is on the, uh, which was one of my tracks of the century so far, uh, which is the high point of her Under the Skin soundtrack. Uh, and then it goes into this full-blown guitar freakout. And I just wish they'd do it more. I, I wish they'd gone on for another five minutes doing it here. But it was a, it's a fantastic... It's, it's the culmination of an album. It's built to that moment. It's so well put together with a... The final track, you know, Me, is a lot more sort of like a coda. It's, a, it's a, the drifting off of the album. Um, and very classy uh, and warm, um, and it doesn't overstay its welcome. So I think overall, this I prefer this immediately more than the first album. There's no, there aren't as many. Uh, the like two or three of the tracks from the first album are like for attracting attention were probably stronger than the individual tracks here, but the cumulative whole. I feel like this album is like in between Future Days by Can. Uh, Laughing Stop by Talk Talk and A Moonshape Pool by Radiohead, which is a pretty solid place to be. And uh, a very strong album. Um, for The Smile, Wall of Eyes, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Good way to start the year. <laughs> 